It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 4th, 2020. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk all about the Orlando Magic's 112 to 100 win over the Charlotte Hornets. And talk about the milestone that Markel Fultz passed and reflect on where he's at as he has now completed, at least by games played, a full NBA season. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the Charlotte Hornets perspective of Monday's game? Check out Locked On Hornets. Want to look ahead to Wednesday's nationally televised game against the Boston Celtics? Check out Locked On Celtics. No matter what team you're interested in learning more about, what team you're just, you know, you you want to look, you want to cheer for, which team you love to hate, it doesn't matter. There is a Locked On podcast for you. With the trade deadline coming up, you know, there's reports that the Magic inquired about Dennis Smith Jr. of the New York Knicks. Lots of, lots of rumors still swirling around, and I would venture to guess that whatever does happen has not actually been reported yet. Uh, but lots to lots going on here uh, as we get closer to the trade deadline, so stay up to date with a Locked On podcast. Plus, we got our great national podcast, Locked On NBA, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, and the Duncan and Hollinger NBA show, as well as Rejecting the Screen. You can find all these great podcasts wherever you download podcasts to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, whether it's the NBA, the NFL, NHL, MLB, or colleges too. There's a Locked On podcast for you. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. There's been a lot of hand-wringing over the last week and a half uh, as the Magic have gone through a five-game losing streak about the Orlando Magic and, and, of course, a lot of big-picture questions that need to be asked. Don't get me wrong. Everything that we've talked about here on the show over the last week and a half, and, and certainly I, I point to specifically yesterday's show, are important. Um, and all the interactions that I've had with fans, I, I do tend to take devil's advocate. I, I am a little bit more conservative, uh, you know, not maybe not as conservative as Steve Clifford is sometimes with some of his rotation decisions, but I tend to be a little bit more conservative. I tend to be a little bit more wait and see. You know, I, I tend to kind of let things play out a little bit. And so um, it, I, I would say to anyone I've interacted with online who might be a little frustrated with some of my answers or, or, or where, where I am at certain, with certain things, you are asking the right questions. For the most part, people are asking the right questions, are identifying the correct issues, and are essentially hitting on the very things that the Magic do have to solve. There are big picture problems that the Magic have to solve and have to resolve, and 
We're seeing them play out, especially in games against quality opponents like the Miami Heat on Saturday night. But for change, Orlando got an opponent that is clearly not at their level. And I think even Steve Clifford said after after Monday's win that with the how the Magic have lost, it, it, it has felt a little bit like they haven't won in a month. And, and the old NBA adage goes, you're not as good as you are on your best days and you're not as bad as you think you are on your worst days. And so here the Magic are going up against the last team that they beat, actually, the Charlotte Hornets. And really just taking care of business. As much as I think games over the last few Weeks have been very simply put. The Magic needed to make shots. They they didn't defend. That you know that the not making shots exposed their defense. That the frustration set in. Orlando finally hit an opponent that they could really control the pace of the game and dominate. Yes, Charlotte came back. Yes, the Magic were not perfect. They they had a lot of struggles in this game, but Orlando was never really out of control, even when they were trailing. And I think they only trailed by one in the second half. Even when the Hornets made their little pushes, the Magic were always in control. And that's because they played the way they were always meant to play for the most part. And against a team like the Hornets, it's a whole lot easier to execute again. No offense to the Hornets. The stats say they're one they're not a good defensive team. The stats say that they rely a lot on three-pointers and the Magic defended the three-point line very very well. And they moved the ball exceptionally well, and got easy baskets throughout the game. Orlando recorded a season-high 35 assists. 14 of them, a career-high coming from Markel Fultz. We'll talk more about him later. And from the very beginning of the game, when, again, Fultz had seven assists in the first quarter, from the very beginning of the game, the Magic were moving and cutting, working inside and out. Vucevic in the paint. Aaron Gordon running the lane. Wessel Wundu running the lane. Cam Birch was out in this game. Markel Fultz getting inside the inside the lane and kicking out to shooters like Terrence Ross, like Wessa Wundu, like Aaron Gordon, like Evan Fournier. Fournier working more as a secondary ball handle. The ball working around the perimeter, changing sides, getting the defense to move. All the things that the Magic have struggled to do over the last few weeks, the Magic did exceptionally well for most of this game. Yes, that second unit lineup to start the second quarter really struggled. The ball got stuck. It stayed on one side. You could tell there wasn't a lot of trust, perhaps, with, with, with some of the players that were out there, uh, especially because B.J. Johnson and Gary Clark were sharing the floor. And the Magic definitely struggled. So again, this game was not free of struggle. But Orlando strung together all the plays they needed when they needed them. And defensively, they were fine. I wouldn't say they were good. I, I, think, I think there was still a lot to clean up. Gave up way too many offensive rebounds and way too many second-chance points. But they did a good job. They did a good job challenging shots at the rim. They did a good job closing out on three-point shooters. And for the most part, they did a good job containing the Charlotte Hornets' attack. As long as Orlando was not turning the ball over, and as long as Orlando was not giving up offensive rebounds, they were able to dominate this game. And the score, frankly, reflected that. And when Charlotte did make a push, getting the lead down to seven with about three and a half minutes to go, Orlando made the big play. They had a big playmaker who won this, who helped win this game with his passing. That's that's Markel Fultz, of course. Orlando got everyone right. 
It's hard to say anyone played a particularly poor game. Aaron Gordon was effective and efficient, especially in the second half. Worked to pass the ball when he realized his shot wasn't going in. Nikola Vucevic worked the inside of the lane exceptionally well. Evan Fournier worked as a secondary playmaker and spot-up shooter, a role that suits him much better, especially considering he's playing with an injury right now. Markel Fultz was the catalyst getting into the lane. Terrence Ross passed up shots. He was selective with his shots and made more shots than he missed because he found good looks, at least after the second quarter, after that second quarter stint. Everything seemed to work in concert, and so for at least one night, the Magic got their relief. The losing streak is over. All is calm again, or at least for a little while. At least until Wednesday when they play a really good Boston team. And Orlando just can breathe a little sigh of relief and say and, and, and regain the confidence that, that they can play this way. Now, obviously, there are tougher challenges ahead. The Hornets just are not a disciplined defensive team. They're they're plucky. They 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 can be they can be really sneaky if you're not careful, but the magic executed well in the third quarter, especially, and put distance between them, building as much as a 17-point lead. And that's all they needed to do. This was a case of a better team focusing in, executing, and getting the win. The Orlando Magic defeat the Charlotte Hornets 112 to 100 at Spectrum at the Spectrum Center. They'll head over to Boston to take on the Boston Celtics on Wednesday. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Well, we are officially now, what, two days away from the NBA trade deadline? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? We'll have a special trade deadline episode coming up for you tomorrow on Locked on Magic. We'll, we'll address a lot of the trade deadline issues. I've got a lot of trade deadline stuff. I gotta write, I gotta write my trade deadline, val- my trade value column that I that I usually do in the in the style of Bill Simmons. That'll be up Tuesday, probably in the afternoon on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Uh, I'm hoping to review some targets for Wednesday before the game and before the trade deadline really heats up. So there's a lot of trade deadline stuff to get to, but but everyone is waiting on the big news, on the big news coming from our good pal Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. It is trade season once again. Time to check for those blue check marks. Always check for the blue check marks. Double check those dates on, on the tweets 
and all that jazz. It is trade deadline season. And this trade deadline season, you could come away the winner. Win two tickets to see your favorite team in their home arena by guessing an NBA trade perfectly before it happens. Pre-bomb the Woj bomb. Go to any of the Locked On NBA Net accounts on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. That's Locked On NBA Net. Post a trade you think will happen. Tag five people with your trade in your post. If you are right, then you have a chance to win two tickets to see your favorite team play in their home arena. Trades will be evaluated based on players and picks. Do not worry about cash considerations. If multiple people win, the first person with the correct trade is the winner. So get your entry in now. One winner will be chosen across all Locked On social accounts. If no one guesses the exact trade, the winner will be the one closest to the pin. Go now and pre-bomb the Woj bomb with your trade deadline trade at Locked On NBA Net. Again, the accounts are Locked On NBA Net on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Good luck to all. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So let's, before we do anything else, let's run through the final box score of for the Orlando Magic's game against the Charlotte Hornets. Again, a 112 to 100 win. The first place to start and the place we'll end up finishing here in the latter half of the show is Markel Fultz. Uh, honestly, one of Markel's best games in a Magic uniform. Um, and, and, and it's been a fun year. I'll talk more about his season so far in, here in a minute. But Markel Fultz, 12 points, 14 assists, 7 assists in the first, first quarter, 2 steals, 4 for 6 shooting, 1 for 2 from beyond the arc. He was just you know, I, I I think I've said this here for a while that the big adjustment I would make, and I think the thing that's that's kind of just in Steve Clifford's back pocket that that I really wish and hope that that he's ready to deploy is to just trust this kid more. Let this kid run the offense. Let this kid control the game because he does such a good job, better than anyone on the team, of controlling the pace of the game. And, and I think. Some of the some of the reason why this hasn't happened yet is a design of the offense. The Magic kind of went to training camp with a certain design of their offense. It's hard to completely change that uh, midseason, um, and, and so I, I do think there's a little bit of that. I think you know maybe they've sprinkled in little bits here and there, but it's hard to completely change your offense midseason unless unless you have to, of course. And, and I think in the moments that we've seen Marco Fultz have to take over games like against the Lakers. Um, it, it's generally been a good thing, or, or you know, against the Wizards especially, he's he's just dominated that team. Um, so I, I think that the, the the big adjustment that Orlando can make in this you know next what third of the season is to really trust Markel Fultz to control the pace of the game more. And honestly, 
I think this is a no-brainer. The, the team just looks so much better, so much more organized. Everyone seems to fit into their more ideal roles. And again, not having Kem Birch out on the floor as the starting power forward certainly helped in this game. I, I hate to say that because I think Kem is doing as good as he can at that position. It just It's just not ideal for, for the Magic or ideal for him. Um, I think that that giving Fultz more trust is going to benefit everyone uh, a whole ton. And again, he's not going to get 14 assists every game, obviously, but he was just getting into the lane, really, really diving into the into the lane, and finding finding you know uh, pass finding passes to make, um, you know, and really creating angles even at times. And um, he's just a really skilled playmaker. And again, even if it doesn't happen this year. Next year's offense needs to be geared toward running through Marco Fultz and trusting him to control the pace of the game. And because, uh, you know, I, I wrote on OrlandoMagicDaily.com about the Magic struggle with pace and how that was such a huge buzzword during the summer. And, you know, no matter how you measure pace, it, the Magic aren't playing with pace. Fultz gets them to play with the pace that they want to play with. And so I think a big thing is, is trusting Fultz more. I mean, obviously, this game he didn't shoot a lot. Only six field goal attempts. And I think a lot of people want to see those field goal attempts go up, but... Frankly, he didn't need to shoot. He started shooting a little bit more in the third quarter because the, the Hornets were trying to clog passing lanes and he had just more lanes to shoot and he was hitting those jump, he was hitting that jumper and, and really making smart plays. Uh, he's, he's a really smart player and, and I know we've gushed about him a lot. I'm going to gush about him a little bit more coming up at the end of the show. Um, the ma- He was the player of the game and, and the Magic need to find ways to get him more involved and, and have him on the ball because I think good things happen when he does. Uh, 22 points, 10 for 19 shooting, 1 for 5 from beyond the arc, 7 rebounds, 5 assists for Nikola Vucevic. Um, you know, honestly, 1 for 5 three-point shooting, not ideal. And, and and I think that, again, 5 three-point attempts is still a little high for me for Vucevic on threes. But I thought he did a really good job establishing himself on the block first. He really looked to get inside. I thought his post-ups came naturally within the flow of the offense. Uh, and really until the second quarter, the Magic weren't trying to force that matchup or force that play. And again, the Magic have to get him more involved on the inside. I, I, I'm not saying that they don't need to do that. What I don't like is when they stop the offense to try and set up a post-up for him. I think it works better if, again, he's in constant motion. He gets deeper position when he catches the ball off of motion rather than as a straight post-up. And I, I think that's generally true of most players. Um, straight post-ups, are, I think, are just really ineffective plays overall. Um, so Orlando got him in motion. They got him moving around, and and that helped him get really good po- deep post position. He made quick decisions. He didn't he didn't sit and wait, and then eventually he started creeping out toward the toward the perimeter. And I think that's that that really helped him establish a rhythm to finish around the basket. Defensively, I thought he was pretty good um, on the glass. He was not so great, I thought, um, but he had to kind of cover a little bit. He did a good job kind of keeping guys out of the lane. Some odd switching going on as well, but but I think Orlando was really focused on their help side defense and, and on, on containing the ball. And I thought Vucevic did a really good job containing the ball. Needed a little bit more help on the glass. Um, you know, his rebounding numbers are obviously down, but a lot of offensive rebounds in this game uh, given up. And, and I think that was one of the weaknesses that the Magic had. One more thing to clean up. Evan Fournier, I thought, also had a nice game. 17 points, 7 for 14 shooting, 3 for 6 from beyond the arc. Um, three turnovers. You know, again, Evan Fournier should not be a primary playmaker. Uh, I think that much is abundantly clear. Uh, and, um, and and playing more with Fultz on the ball, I think really helped Fournier's offense. Playing with a bad back, probably couldn't rely on him as much to do some of those things, but I thought that that Fournier played admirably, um, shot the ball really, really well, and, and, and the Magic needed that performance, obviously. 
Aaron Gordon, also a really nice game. 16 points, 6 for 12 shooting, 2 for 5 from beyond the arc. 12 rebounds, 5 assists, an odd 2 for 6 from the foul line. He's really struggling from the free throw line, which is a bit frustrating. He certainly struggled in college, but he really improved in that area and 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 has just seen a little, uh, you know, regression everywhere with the shot, but another regression there, you know. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the season came to an end and we find out that Gordon was nursing some weird arm, in, some arm injury or or wrist injury throughout the whole course of the season that he just didn't tell anyone or didn't get reported. Um, yeah, that's, that's speculation on part my part. I don't know if it's true, but it certainly would explain why he's regressed so much with his shot this year. Um, Gordon, I thought, was active everywhere around the floor. Um, I think he got beat a few times by Miles Bridges early on in the game, but really kind of stuck, stuck in and dug in defensively the rest of the game. Did a good job running the floor. Did a good job taking shots in rhythm. Less of the kind of herky-jerky dribbling that Aaron tends to do and tends to fall in love with. Missed a lot of shots early on, but came on strong in the second half. So uh, it turned out to be a very nice game for Aaron Gordon. So uh, definitely, definitely happy performance there. Terrence Ross with 13 points, 4 for 8 shooting, 4 for 7 from beyond the arc, 5 rebounds to assists. After some poor shot selection in the first in his first stint in the first quarter, I thought he did a much better job being patient, waiting for openings, we, uh, not always taking a shot when he got the ball, keeping things moving, and the ball eventually found himself because found him him again as he, he's got some open looks off spot-ups, including a big three uh, off of a Marco Fultz pass, a couple big threes late in the fourth quarter to seal this game away. Mo Bamba, um, we need to talk more about Mo Bamba. He is really starting to, uh, I would say, figure things out. Um, you know, I think, you know, I, I, I was talking with someone about it and, and, you know, stress fracture injuries usually take a year before they are fully healthy. Well, we are past that year, Marcos, January 29th, when the stress fracture was initially diagnosed. Uh, and Mo is really starting to show signs that, that A, the game is slowing down for him, that he has an understanding of where he needs to be and, and, and playing defensively. Now, that's been something I've been pushing all year. I think I did think his positioning was getting better. It's now a whole lot more consistent. And, you know, we're, I, I think we're at a point where, you know, the Magic can, can ramp up Mo's minutes. Um, you know, I would say Mo is, played only 11 and a half minutes in this game. It felt like a whole lot more because his impact was so much bigger than I think the amount of minutes he played. And I know, you know, I, I I would be frustrated with how few minutes Mo was playing. I think Mo deserves a lot more minutes. Maybe not a lot more minutes, but deserves more minutes. I know the Magic rely heavily on Nikola Vucevic, as they should. Nikola Vucevic is the best player on the team. Um, but Mo is is really pushing to get more minutes very, very soon. Um, he's starting to make his shots, which is such a huge thing too. He was struggling to shoot for so long. Now he's starting to make some shots and that adds to the impact that he's had. Um, five for six shooting, two for two from beyond the arc, seven rebounds, two blocks for Mo. Just doing a good job using his length without chasing blocks. He's not he's not kind of getting himself out of position to chase blocks. He's rebounding a lot better. Again, you still see where the strength has to come, but just a lot more consistency for Mo. Really, I would say the last two weeks he has played pretty well overall. Um, so I think it, I think you've got to be really excited about where he is at overall. The Orlando Magic shoot 53.7% for the game. They shoot 16 of 34 from beyond the arc, so a healthy amount of three-pointers in this one. They uh, get 35 assists, a team-high, uh, a season-high 35 assists for the Orlando Magic to just nine turnovers. They get 10 stocks as well. The Charlotte Hornets really struggle in this one, just shooting 46.1% from the floor. Nine for 31 from beyond the arc. They do collect 15 offensive rebounds. They score 24 second chance points, which was probably the big weakness for the Magic throughout this game. They just did not do a good job on the glass. Consistently, just kind of, as they were trying to contain dr drivers into the lane, 
guys got pulled away from from their man. They didn't quite get get contact. Uh, honestly, I would say defensively, the 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 execution of their assignments was fine. I thought the team did a good job with rotations and 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 generally containing the ball. Again, the defense wasn't bad, so I'm, don't let me paint that picture. Um, but I do think that Orlando wasn't physical enough. I know that's something that, that Steve Clifford certainly harps on. I did think that the, that there were times where the Hornets just kind of got where they wanted to go, um, didn't meet a lot of physical, you know, uh, physical uh, barrier to that, uh, and that certainly showed up, I think, on the glass, which is really all physicality. So the the certainly the Magic have some had some things to clean up. Uh, you know, it was a good defensive game. Um, they gave up only forty six points in the second half. Um, they were very good defensively for long stretches. I thought their efforts and second efforts were good. I thought their rotations were good. I thought their challenges to the three-point line were good. But again, that's that last little piece, that little bit of physicality, that little bit of, to, to get offensive rebounds, uh, such a big thing for this Magic team. Against the Hornets, you can get away with something like that, but certainly not Wednesday against the Celtics. Once again, the Orlando Magic defeat the Charlotte Hornets 112-100. to They're now 22-28, and a half game behind the Nets for... Uh, for 7th in the Eastern Conference. I believe they're now four games up on the Chicago Bulls for 8th. So certainly a little bit more comfort in the playoff race, but certainly also want to avoid 8th if possible. So we'll be in a playoff race for the rest of the year. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Are you a local company looking to reach a locked on listener? If you're a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with locked on to reach sports fans, but may not know that Locked On Magic is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Orlando Magic fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Magic fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, they'll text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. 
This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. As the season began, Marco Fultz had, you know, certain milestones that he was looking forward to checking off. There, there, there was playing in that first game, that the first exhibition game, or getting to getting to training camp, getting back to practice. There was getting his first start, his first triple-double. And then there was the event that happened Monday night. Marco Fultz has now played his 82nd game in the NBA. He's now got a full season's body of work under his belt. Well, not a you know, full individual year, but a season's worth of games under his belt. It took him a long time to get there. It took him three years, three seasons of interrupted play thanks to, uh, thanks to thoracic outlet syndrome, an injury that uh, affected his ability to, to move his arms and, and, and the, you know, I don't want to say controversy, but the miscommunication at least in dealing with that ailment and dealing with that injury. It has been a long journey for Marco Fultz to get here. It has been a long trip for him to A, to end up with the Magic, a team that didn't draft him, and B, to just get out there playing basketball once again. There have been a lot of milestones on the way there. Again, that first game against the San Antonio Spurs played in an exhibition game that wasn't even on TV. He started showing flashes of what he could be. And you could see the joy, could feel the joy, honestly, of a guy, of a young man, just happy to be back doing the thing that he loves, playing basketball once again. Something that he wasn't even cleared really to do until September, until just a month before training camp. Then there was opening night. Coming off the bench, Fultz still stole the show going coast-to-coast for a one-handed jam and, and one of the more memorable moments of that game that really iced things for the Magic. Then there was his first start just five games into the season. And, and the whispers and the talk from everyone involved in the Magic when he would make crazy passes and they would say, yeah, he does that all the time. That's, that's a normal occurrence for Markel Fultz. Then there was the first triple-double against the Los Angeles Lakers, a game where he took over and won. Just a game after he made a crucial mistake that cost him the game. There was the steal and and one against the Washington Wizards in November. His Really, his coming out party is the national media started to say, oh, Marco Fultz can play. 
this former number one pick still has a lot in his tank. Then he did it again, scoring 25 points against the Wizards in January. Every time, Fultz has checked off another box in his to-do list. And in his 82nd game, completing his first season of, of NBA basketball, essentially, he put on a show once again, showing exactly how valuable he can be. Showing exactly the potential that he has. Not merely that he has, that he is displaying in full. It's been a long journey to get here. And the journey is far from over. Still in his first full season, he's still going through the paces. And the Magic, you know, I think honestly, are still fairly cautious with him. Fultz still says that he does a lot of training and and a lot of a lot of therapy, physical therapy, to, to make sure that that he's fine, that he's doing okay. And he'd probably have to be that way for the rest of his career. He's still learning how to take care of his body and still learning how to play point guard at the NBA. In a lot of ways, what Fultz is doing is playing purely on instinct. Just playing basketball and taking advantage of matchups when they come around and you know, perhaps still learning how to how to take advantage of matchups that he may not have an advantage in. Still learning how to run a team. But the one thing that has separated Fultz and, 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 and made this story such a success story is his willingness to learn. It's really what you want from any player who's essentially a rookie. A willingness to learn, to study, to get better every day. Steve Clifford has had nothing but praise. And again, for a coach like Steve Clifford, who is notoriously hard on young players, Fultz has a lot of his trust. Maybe not all of it yet. Certainly not all of it, but a lot of his trust. Trust enough to start. Trust enough to know that the team is better with Fultz on the floor. Clifford is very much a taskmaster. He's very much got a set way that he likes his teams to play. And so honestly, the highest compliment, one of the higher compliments that I think Clifford can give a player is to say, especially a point guard, is to say, we are more organized with him on the floor. He gets everyone in the right spots and he executes and plays at a high level. And again, that was on full display Monday night from the very first play when he caught Nikola Vucevic on a pick and roll, just lofting a ball to him so he could lay it in. Or even setting up an Aaron Gordon free throw with a wicked one-handed bounce pass. It's a player that wants to push the push the push the pace and get up the floor quickly. Something that the Magic certainly desperately need. Fultz has done an incredible job his this season. He's done an incredible job to to reclaim. I think a lot of the expectations and a lot of the talent that everyone knows he has. There's still a lot to learn. There's still a long way to go. This is still essentially his rookie year. This is his first full season in the NBA. And again, he's missed only one game this year. But the dividends are undeniable. As we now come up on one year since the Magic traded for Marco Fultz, it is clear that the Magic have someone that they can 
you know, if not build around trust that is part of the long-term build here in Orlando. They have someone that they can grow and develop. Someone that can perform at a high level and lead this team. He's still got growth to go there. He's still got, you know, to, to learn the league a little bit better and learn when to pick his spots. But so much of it is natural and so much of it is easy that everyone is just waiting for him to get more responsibility. I, I, again, I think that that's, that is the biggest thing the Magic can do right now is give him more responsibility. Give him the keys to the kingdom, so to speak. Trust him just a little bit more. And again, I think Fultz is building that trust and I think next year we will see an offense that is built more around his skills and his driving ability and his ability to get in the paint. Especially if he comes back with the kind of summer that I think we all expect him to come back with. Getting to 82 games is an awfully small milestone. No doubt about it. I'm not going to sit here and deny that. It is a small, small thing. But it's big too. It's big because of where Fultz has come from and where Fultz is clearly going. And there seems to be a whole lot more to come. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore md and follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. Once again, you can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore md. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. I have a lot of trade deadline content playing for you over the next two days, so definitely check all that out if you can. We'll talk a little bit more about the trade deadline on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.